The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hey guys, thanks for joining the Leadership Moment. Just a few housekeeping items here. Uh, don't forget we do have a Profiles and Leadership series coming up. It's going to be the last quarter here of the year, beginning in the last quarter of the year and going forward for a little while. So appreciate you tuning in for that. If you have any last minute suggestions on who should be profiled, either from history, from the Bible, or from current days, let us know at info at fxmissions.com or you can email lm at fxmissions.com. Just a note here, uh, the coming session is uh, one of two parts that I recorded with a friend of mine, D. Anthony Smith, and uh, we went a little long, so we're breaking it up into two sessions. Appreciate you checking that out. And if you're listening, let someone know about the leadership moment. Hopefully we're giving you things you can use, and we'd appreciate you telling someone about it or Feel free to also to rate us. We'd appreciate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your content. We'd appreciate a rating and some guidance. Blessings to you. Okay, Scott McClellan here for your FX Missions Leadership Moment. So we're here, uh, and thanks to Anthony for being with me on a re-record session. Yes. We had some bad audio last time, but we're joined with... Uh, D. Anthony Smith of the famous Smiths. Yeah, I don't know about the Smith, <laughs> famous Smiths. But uh, I'm messing with definitely you. Definitely a Smith. But, uh, yes, very cool. Very cool that we're getting together again. And sorry about the trouble on the background noise from the previous recording. It happens. Uh, it's technology. Yes, but we're getting a second crack at this. So mm -hmm. looking forward to the conversation. Why don't we find out a little bit about you? And of course, you could, if you want to say something about how we know each other, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, um, tell us about yourself a little. Well, I mean, I'm only 28 years old, so there's not a lot of life to talk about. But I but am. it's 100% for you. <laughs> true. Right? That is true. 28 years young. Yes. That's awesome, 28 man. years young. Uh, originally, I'm from Abilene, Texas. It's about two and a half hours away from the DFW area. Right. Um, grew up in Arlington pretty much my whole entire life. Lived in Atlanta for a little while in middle school. Okay. And then came back here and went to high school and graduated in Mansell, Texas from Summit High School. Oh, okay. Um, they tell me Summit's where you go to get in trouble. <laughs> no, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. Some is where I went to stay out of trouble. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Good. Um, it was a really good school. Mansfield's a really good school district. Is, okay. At least that's what they told my mom. <laughs> and um, so <laughs> I've been a pretty much competitive athlete my entire life. Okay. Um, 
through middle school, high school, and then adult, I mean, life just happens. And so I try to compete in other things like work or Mm -hmm. with friends. Oh, I lost more weight or I gained more muscle or just little bitty things Mm -hmm. that we do in life. Yeah. Um, but I'm always competing in some aspects. So now I'm a personal trainer yep. with Camp Gladiator, an yes. outdoor group fitness company, which is will be soon nationwide. Yes. <laughs> We're currently in growing. six states right now um, and growing and stuff like that. So it's a really fun company to work for. And I've been doing it for four years now. Awesome. It's been amazing. Yeah. So. And that's how we know each other. Yes. So you're my trainer for Camp Gladiator. Thanks for that, D. <laughs> hey, it's been a good journey. It's almost been a year, you know. Really you've close. Seen man. a huge getting, project getting, progress. Oh, thank you, thank you. Very cool. Uh, and you know, I think being a trainer, first of all, being a competitive athlete and being a trainer, mm-hmm. it's got to inform your perspective on leadership, right? I mean, you it shapes the way you think about mm-hmm. proactivity, about taking action, about taking responsibility, those kind of things. Which to me is, you know, interesting to maybe learn from. I myself, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up competing. Yeah. And I'm generally not competitive, but every guy's competitive. He just mm-hmm. tells you he's not, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, some people admit it. And you stuff. find out you guys are competing. You're like, I didn't even know we are competing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what do you think about as far as how competing has impacted your perspective of leadership you've been in you've been involved with a lot of coaches a lot of Mm -hmm. a lot of people who were maybe role models from a sports standpoint how has that informed your perspective on leadership you know they're quite different when you look at them on a piece of paper or the spectrum or whatever the case may be but when it really boils down to it i think it's a lot of mental health um because you have to learn how to make the right decisions when to do things when not to do things mm-hmm. when to train when not to train when to recover when not to recover and you know go hard and stuff like that so i would say what being a competitive athlete has taught me about leadership is all in the discipline because I feel like the more disciplined that you are or just more structured in general Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. have a plan, the more prepared and more successful you will be. Um, I did not grow up that way, uh, but it has definitely been a process and it's been a journey to learn how to be more, um, you know, they say chaos Organized chaos. I'm learning not to be more. I'm learning not to be chaotic or chaotic in my organization, but be more well um, structural, organized, yeah, Yeah. and stuff like that. So cool, very Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I think you know the absence of a plan. A lot of times, people have uh, motivations about things they want to do, but they're looking for an on ramp. You know, they're looking for a way to engage the desires or feelings they're having about taking action. And that Mm -hmm. plan sometimes can serve as an on-ramp, you know, to get you from here to there. I know that's been true of me with CG after taking four years off from any kind of fitness. Yeah. Don't do that after 40. (laughs) The Anthony, please don't do that after 40. I feel like it was really hard (laughs) after high school. Only Yes. Well, it it gets not easier. uh, That's for sure. One of the things I know about you that, was a great example for you in leadership mm-hmm. was your your granddad you told me mm-hmm. about and can we talk a little bit about him i think you 
when I asked you, like, what's your greatest leadership influence in your life? Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned him. Yeah. So your granddad was like mine, I think, was a big influence in you growing when you were growing up. I'm, Absolutely. My mom's dad was a huge influence in my life. Yeah, he, you know, and I wish I would have talked more, meaning reach out to him more and just called called him up as I was growing up. I think that probably would have been a huge transformation in my life. Mm -hmm. But just being around him every summer, I mean, he worked overnight, so most of the time he was asleep during the day. But the times that we did hang out, he was just always so funny. (laughs) <laughs> and so goofy and ha- always had a lot of things to say. And I never understood some of the things that he would say, but my cousins would, and they would laugh and be like, gee, pops, uh, which is what we call him. But <laughs> Awesome. But, you know, thinking about it now and as we talk about it, it was like, gee, pops, remember when you used to say stuff like this? Like, I used to think you were crazy, but now it actually makes sense. Like, just some of the things that he said about the stereotypes in the the world that we now see on a daily. And it's just like, oh, that makes so much sense. And then just his his faith. Mm. Um, Even though, you know, I believe the women in our family are extremely a kind of their own, like their faith is beyond no other, but my grandfather's faith, um, it was just so true. Yeah. So genuine. Yeah. And, wow. You know, he didn't have to go and be like, oh, you need to be reading your word or be doing this. It was just the actions that he did, you know, getting up, going to church every single Sunday. Um, you know, he's a minister of music. He loves playing the piano and just the way watching him play it and, you know, tell a story about who Jesus is through song. It was just like, wow. Wow. Um, so that's, that's what I grew up with. And that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It sounds like that your that pops was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he had, a, he had uh, a way to understand the, the world around him, you know, mm-hmm. like you're talking about the stereotypes or things that made sense to him. He's trying to pass that on to your generation. I think that's important. When it comes to leadership, I think we mm-hmm. have to approach it from a standpoint of clarity and understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, we see things, we have a perspective on things, and that's the way we engage the world, you know. Absolutely. And passing that on to the next generation is a lot what Leadership Moments is about, you know. So, mm-hmm. And the quality of his example was meaningful. I think those kinds of people inspire us to to create an example of our own that's worthy of passing on like mm-hmm. he did. Sounds like he did it extremely naturally. You know, it just, oh, yeah. it was, it wasn't staged. It wasn't like uh, mm-hmm. some kind of program. He was just being mm-hmm. pops and he was doing his thing and giving you guys a quality example. Yeah. That's huge, man. Absolutely. That's huge. So question for you, kind of a curveball question. I think. Okay. What do you hope to avoid or what do you hope not to do as a leader? What are you hoping that you will not do? <laughs> This is kind of yeah. a backwards question, but no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, obviously, age is definitely a number, and and God has has shown us through His Word that leaders can be as young as eight years old. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, yeah. So I think that has nothing to do with it, and it's all about experience and wisdom. But I think one of the things that I try to strive away from is not being authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, not try not to really ignore whether it's the issues at hand or people's feelings or just Mm -hmm. 
the authenticity yeah. of, of leadership, I try to say as true to that as possible. Because I think when you start faking it or you start making it about something else, um, then you kind of lose the purpose and the drive behind your leadership. Right. Going through the motions or something that's not true to who you are. Mm -hmm. I think that people who are discerning, you know, they are going to pick up on that, you know, mm -hmm. quickly. If you're being something other than who you are, I know that they probably teach that as a style, you know, yeah. like you don't have to be authentic to be a, a leader. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. have to be true to your character. You know, you don't have to be all these things, but oh, I, yeah, I, I see I, it all the time. Yeah. It's all around us. But I think your, your <clears throat> desire to remain authentic in your leadership mm -hmm. and to be a good example, regardless of your age compared yeah. age is just a comparison, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the way the world looks at whether to listen to you or not. A mm -hmm. lot of times is, is, yeah. is based on age. I mean, but like you say, I mean, scripture, it has, it's a, uh... It has its downsides sometimes. <laughs> I mean, some people do listen yeah. and some people don't. But, I mean, I think that's besides the point. But right. I definitely say being authentic, it makes the road harder. Um, it makes the journey longer. Right. But wow. as long as you're true to your purpose, I think it's worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm definitely enjoying it. Because I'm doing yeah. it the way that I want to do it. That's cool. And I know what you're saying there. I mean, I think shortcuts are really invitations to a dead end, right? I mean, if you want to stay true to your path and what what you feel you're being led mm -hmm. to do, you know, taking the long journey. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, kudos to you, man. That's awesome. This Leadership Moment was produced in partnership with Engaging Missions. Have your leadership question answered by contacting Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit FX Missions to learn more about how you can grow your leadership and engage in missions. Visit engagingmissions.com for encouragement, insight, and resources from missionaries, ministry leaders, and church planters.